You're very welcome to episode 135 of Tree Talk. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. After months and months of waiting, we finally have a game to look forward to. Limerick play Tipperary tomorrow in the Gaelic Crowns in the first round of the National Hurling League. Uh, there's Camogie to discuss, and also we've got a fixture list for the remaining fixtures from 2020 to, from 2020 to finish this year, so definitely stay tuned. Impression again, we get all. Impression again, we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. Finally, finally, we have a game to actually preview, Matt. I suppose before we get into the team or the game itself, we have the team named, we're ready to go. What's it feel like just over 24 hours out from the first game of 2021? The feeling couldn't be better, Jack. We, we have been, we, we, we've been so long waiting. Like it's, it's, it's been a long, what, oh, it's over four months now since, you know, since we've seen any action in, in early December. It's heading for five months. Like, you know, if you said to us this time 12 months, um, the um, the type of months that was going to be ahead of us, I, th I think we would all have packed up and gone away. Um, it's It's been a desperate trying 12 months. But the signs at the moment and all the indicators and all the metrics relating to the pandemic are good. But, like, there's only one way, and it's it's up to each and every one of us. To keep it that way, and and to keep keep the progress um, in in suppressing the virus, and like th there is the carrot there that early July we will see spectators back in 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 games, which would be absolutely amazing. So it's a prize worth chasing. Now the vaccination rollout appears to be going very well. The numbers are are growing and increasing every day. And um, like people will will have protection, but we still shouldn't let our guard down. And I I would appeal like that if we really want to get back to normal, Jack, uh, Jack, that we stick with the public health guidelines for a couple more weeks because we're getting there and we're getting there fast. Yeah, we're definitely getting there, but we have we have the game to look forward to. So I can't say anything happen between here and, and half five tomorrow to stop it. I suppose John Kiley named his team last night. There's six changes. From the All-Ireland win inside, uh, we'll just go through there. Nicky Quaid retains his place in goal. In the full-back line, Sean Finn moves to full-back. He's flanked by Aaron Costello and Rich English, which is a blessing to see Rich English back after such a disastrous 2020. He was ready for that Ireland final, didn't get a chance to play, but we have Richie back. In the half-back line, Darren Burns is still at number five. Kyle Hayes shifts into centre-back in the face of Declan Hannon. Uh, Barry Nash moves from corner-back to half-back, where he's probably more comfortable. Uh, Matriel is unchanged. Will Dunhu and Dara Donovan partner up again. Tom Morris is retained at wing forward. He is flanked by David Reedy at centre forward, facing Keane Lynch. 
and Conor Boylan slips into the shoes of Herder the year, Groot Hegarty at the other wing forward. Um, Seamus Hannigan retains his place at full forward, and he has Adrian Breen and David Dempsey either side of him. Among the subs, then, you have Barry Hennessy, Jerome Boylan, Peter Casey, Ronan Connolly, Josh Considine, Groot Hegarty, Keen Lynch, Darren O'Connell, Brian O'Grady, Mark Quinlan, and Brian Ryan. I suppose, Matt, what was your initial reaction to the team news? My initial reaction, Jack, was that I had been speculating for a couple of days in my own mind as to what the, what the team might be, and I would have to say that I got it spectacularly wrong. Um, because certainly um, going into this game, I, I, for one, would not have thought that the like of Dan Morrissey, Declan Hannon, Keane Lynch, Garod Hegarty, Graham Mulcahy, you're talking about uh, all, all, all stars here. Um, that that uh, Aaron Galland, that they wouldn't be on, that they wouldn't be on the starting fifteen. But I suppose we we, we have spoken, Clint, um, through this medium about the strength and depth that John Kiley has, and this this is going to be a real testament. If you, if you take out big names like he has taken out, and 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 um, uh, you know entrusted their positions to, to to six players coming in, and. When you look at them on an individual basis, um, like there is no doubt whatsoever, every one of the six of them that didn't play in the All Ireland final, they're worth their opportunity. They're entitled to that opportunity. Like um, 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 Aaron Costello now is in his third year with the team, and like he he certainly was a player. Um, that you know wasn't favoured um, last year when it came to injury because he, he was he was he was he was dealing with a niggling injury for quite quite a lot of the year and that impeded his progress uh, on, on the inter county scene. So I'm I'm glad to see Aaron get getting getting um, getting his chance and we we've, we have flagged it for a number of years now that Aaron Costello is is is. Um, is is somebody that is arguably one of the best uh, defenders in, in in the Limerick Championship for a couple of years um, before he finally made made, made the step up and and I, I I think he's quite capable of making the step up. With I, if you recall back when Kilmallock won the the, the Munster Club Championship in 2014, like um, how how outstanding he was at that step up even to to the Munster Club Championship and the All-Ireland Championship. He, he was one, one of their key players. So I, I, I don't see any problem there. Um, Sean Finn at fullback. Sean has a bit of experience playing at fullback. Um, he, he has played at a, a couple of occasions before, so it's not a note him. What can you say about Richie English? 2018 All-Star, possibly a 2020 All-Star, were it not for that cruel injury that curtailed his activities last year. So... I wouldn't have any. I, I I don't have any worries about 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 the fullback line. Of course, we we we, we overlooked to mention Nicky Quaid, but I suppose enough to say Nicky Quaid is Nicky Quaid. Yeah, of course. And one one thing that stood out for me, I suppose, was moving on from that fullback line was Kyle Hayes at centre back. And I suppose under twenty ones in seventeen, Kyle Hayes was my hurler of the year. Aaron Galan got it, and no complaints there. But Kyle was exceptional at number six. How do you see him translating into centre back? Because it's such a different position to wing back, even though they're right beside each other on the field. 
Yeah, I, I, I can see him being, being, being quite comfortable there for, as you said, in 2017, he had previous experience of it in, at minor level and he had previous experience also at, 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 um, with Kildaimo Palace Kenry and strange to say when he was bursting on the team and uh, on, on the scene and when 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 we were talking about the, the great potential that we that he had we were speaking about him as a centre back and um, and now is, is his opportunity and like you know the the, the, the half back line at senior level is, is no longer a strange environment for him because he he's um, he, he made a spectacular transition to the half-back line last year at wing-back. So he's just moving in. I, th I think Kyle Hayes will be, will be quite comfortable at centre-half-back. Yeah, I definitely think he will be comfortable. But you, you're probably losing uh, losing a bit of his kind of athleticism. Is Barry Nash the player to replace him then? It is a long-term thing for Kyle in the centre? Yeah, well, you know, um, I I was speculating that, that possibly um, in, in my own mind that Barry Nash would be at left-half-back. Um, it's one of the ones that I got right. Um, but have lost Matt there for a second. I'm, I'm sure he'll be back with us. But um, uh, in case you missed it, we we're just talking about the, the Limerick team to, to play Tipperary. John Kiley named it uh, last night. I suppose the big thing that we were just talking about there is is Kyle Hayes is named at centre back. He fills in for Declan Hand and who drops out of the side. And Richie English makes his long way to return. I suppose Richie was injured last year um, against Galway in the league, and we didn't see him for several of the year. You're back, Matt. I was just saying what we were talking about. You kind of cut out there just talking about Barry Nash coming at wing wing back. Yeah, that that, that was one of the, that was one of the ones that um, I, I I got right in in my own head. Um, but having said that, I, I felt that he might displace. Um, Kyle Hayes, who would be possibly moving back up into the forwards, and that there'd be a rejig around there. You know, I, 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 I was of the opinion that John Kiley would probably go with most of the All Ireland final team, but, but it isn't. But, but we've seen what Barry Nash can do. Like we saw what Barry Nash could do in the early stages of 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 last year. We saw what he could do at left half back in the Munster League. We saw what 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 he could do um, in 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 the. Um, in the early stages of the National League last year at left halfback, when he was one of Limerick's out, outstanding performers. And, like, you know, when Richie English um, wasn't available for the championship and for the league final, we, we did speculate that he probably would make the transition back to cornerback um, when there was doubts about the, the, the fitness of, of um, Adam Costello, who you will recall was 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 not fully fit coming up to the league final last year. So um, I, I have no worries, no worries whatsoever about Barry Nash. Yeah, and just one more thing on the team. Um, does it, an Apiercic trio come into the forward line? David Reedy comes in as well. We've probably seen more David Reedy in recent years. But I'm just interested to see the likes of Conor Boyle and Dave Dempsey and Adrian Breen. There needs to be putting pressure on, on the players in the forward line. Like they come in for Garod Hegarty, Graham Mulcahy and Aaron Galland. There's not bigger boots to fill, really. But I suppose... David Dempsey was a player last year that injury. You could have seen him in the starting 15. Connor Boylan won another Fitzgibbon last year. It was excellent for UCC in the Cork Championship. I saw him a couple of times. And Adrian Breen is so consistent. Are they kind of three that you would earmark to take over if anyone got injured or could they put or possible pressure on the lads in the, you know, up there already? Uh, yeah, but the, the, the three that you've mentioned, the three that are... are, 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 are coming in now are typical of the strength of the Limerick squad. 
Um, like you're right about David Dempsey. Like David Dempsey had an incredible year last year. Um, in, in in his appearances with Limerick and his cameo appearances with Limerick, and 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 with Napier, he had an absolutely smashing year. He, he was really really on the top of his form, and he he had fulfilled the promise that he had shown as a minor and more um, last year. Were it not for that unfortunate injury that dogged him in the concluding stages of, of the, the, the All-Ireland series, I have no doubt that he would have played a part in possibly the All-Ireland semi-final and the All-Ireland final. Now, Aidan Breen came in in, in, in the All-Ireland final and um, like any time he has come in, or indeed for that matter, any time he has started, he has never let the side down. And... Um, the same goes for Conor Bylan. And you're right, Conor Bylan had a great year with UCC and had a great year with UCC in the Cup Championship. So, look, the whole three have, have, have well-known and well-documented credentials. And I am absolutely delighted to see him, see him getting that opportunity. And um, I, have no, I have no fears for any of these, just as I don't have any fears for David Reedy either. Yeah, and I, I, Kieran Carey was talking last night, and he was kind of just saying that John Kiley's going to use the league as a dress rehearsal, and it's an opportunity for these players. And outside the starting fifteen, you have the likes of Peter Casey, who, in my opinion, gets into every team in Ireland. Um, Josh Considine, I think Mark Quinnan is a fantastic player. Everyone on the bench there really deserves deserves their chance. And then you've obviously Garrod Hegarty and Keane Lynch as well, but. Outside of outside of that, we got word from John Kiley during the week that we have four new faces in the Limerick setup, and I suppose it would be a miss for us not to go through them. Well, before we go to that, Jack, we haven't mentioned Ronan Connolly at all. There, there's a huge prospect. Yeah, you know? I, I I agree. We were talking during the week myself and yourself, and we kind of earmarked Ronan Connolly as well as a number of players. But as you said, Ronan Connolly is is definitely one for the future, and it could be a case of the future is now for Ronan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and he, he's another guy now that were he called in or were he to step in, I, I, I'd have very few fears about Ronan Connolly. We, we saw the type of performances he turned in for a day last year in the championship. And two years ago, we saw the performance he put on in Cork in, for, for, for Limerick on the 20s. Um, probably the best man on the field, were it not for um, the, the, the goal-scoring exploits of O'Regan that night. He was... He was um, uh, for Cork, he, 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 he was a contender for, certainly a contender for man in the match. Certainly the Rick's best player, in my view, arguably the best player on the pitch. Yeah, but that's just the case with, with the Limerick team. Really, there, there is no one below standard in this Limerick setup. They're all up to, up to scratch. And, and we'll get on to the, the new faces now. And their recruitment line is just coming and coming and producing every year. And there was four players named during the week. You've got Neil Krakora. Colin Coughlin, Bally Brown, Thomas Hayes, Dune, and Barry Murphy makes his return to the setup. I suppose it would be remiss of us not to talk about him, to each of them individually. And you don't want to put too much pressure on younger players. We'll start with Cahill O'Neill. And the, the sky is the limit for, for Cahill. I saw him for the minors, two years at Limerick Minors. He won a Munster Championship. He got two All-Stars. He got an All-Star minor at only 16 years of age. Um, and he was fantastic against Cork last year in the under-20s. We won't see him this weekend, but there is definitely a possibility that we'll see him this summer. There is, there is a possibility, and um, he, his, his, his inclusion in the panel is, is a very, very welcome development. And it, I suppose he, he, he's, um, he's a classical example of how well the academy system is working. And I suppose um, it's, oh, 
testimony also as to how well um, the, the conveyor belt or the transition of younger players onto the senior squad is happening and is taking place. Like he's a hugely exciting player and absolutely delighted to see him on it. And, and like we, we should have no worries. And, and, and John Kiley spoke highly um, early in the week about, about how these, these lads, these four lads, um, had settled in and of course he also um, during the course of the conversation he he he, um, he he paid tribute to the existing squad at the way they, they they welcomed the new players on board and helped them to settle in which which is very 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 good to see but Kahaloni you know the transition he had to make was from minor to under 20 and I suppose there's only one word that can describe how he did that and that was spectacular because he, he he was excellent in 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 the monster under twenty championship last year, and he he he's going to have two more years eligible for that level, which is mind-boggling. But <coughs> you know, the, the, the one thing, and 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 um, uh, I suppose uh, at this point in time in 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 his career, um, it, it's a difficult time for him to come into this to the, to the senior squad. Not because of, of, of the competition or anything, but he's trying to find his feet under the table in the senior squad and at the same time balance it with doing his leaving certificate, which is which is a huge challenge. But you know, if 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 if, if there was to be a good mentor um you know um guiding him through that, it has to be John Kiley, like who who is a great educationist as well as being a, a great team manager. So like he, he's going to be in safe hands, but like th th there isn't a doubt on earth that Carl O'Neill is certainly he has a huge potential and he has a huge future in front of him. Yeah, and another player that was called up with, with a huge future is Colin Coughlin, another lad who is had his first year on 20s last year, is doing the leaving cert as well. And I suppose Colin, even though he was a two-year minor at Limerick and won a Munster Championship, he probably came under the radar a bit with Cahill O'Neill taking all the plaudits, but his performances for Bally Brown last year in the Senior Championship were incredible. And it just goes to show that when Bally Brown were facing the Piercing, that the Piercing boys, even though nearly all of them are inter-county players, the forwards, would have been delighted to see Colin Coughlin missed out through injury. He he's a player that just gets better and better every year, and another player with huge potential. Yeah, sure. Look, the, the narrative going into the county quarter final last year was was how big a loss um, Colin Coughlin was to Bally Brown because he he was missing that county quarter final, and like I think that says says it all. Like that, you're going into a county senior quarter final um, of 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 the All Ireland champions county. And and a seventeen year old is deemed to be a huge loss. I think I, I think that speaks volumes. I, I I saw him, I saw him with with with, with um um uh, in in the first round against Black Rock, and I, I I was just blown away by him. I think you saw it the same evening, possibly were you on camera the same evening, Jack? And and um, like it, 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 you know, and it, it just wasn't a one off, you know. It it, it just wasn't a dream debut. I like he built on it. He built on it and subsequently was part of the Barry Brown team now, now that has put back to back premier minor minor um, um championships together, which you know is is, is very, very good for a club uh, for, for Barry Brown and, and testimony to the great work that's been done out in Barry Brown. And um like 
like like Carl O'Neill, he, he's trying to do the balancing act at the moment, but I, I have no doubt come the end of June, which which is only seven weeks away, um, like that uh, the leaving certificate and they will have put it behind them and, and um you know I I, I see huge future for Colin Coppins, no doubt whatsoever. And and uh, you know these are two very, very strong lads for their age, two very, very strong men. Um, they, 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 in the physicality stakes, they're, they're not going to be lost from day one. So I, I have no worries at all about them. Yeah, and just the last word on Colin Cox, I don't want to put too much pressure on young lad, but one of the boys asked me the other day about him. He hadn't seen him play, and I said the closest thing you could describe him to was kind of like Kyle Hayes. So if we have a, another Kyle Hayes uh, amongst the team, we won't complain for a second. Um, another fellow that no. got called up was Thomas Hayes from Dune. Um, I suppose we probably haven't heard from Thomas Hayes for a while in a, in a county setup. He was part of that 2016 minor team that reached Iron Final had um, Kyle Hayes and Connor Boylan and a few more. But, but Thomas Hayes, anyone that has seen the club championship and seen him for Dune in recent years will know the standard he's in hurling at. I've been very lucky to see a lot of Dune's games. And at fullback, there was probably not a better fullback in the championship that contained the likes of Mike Casey. So it's a real testament to Thomas that his efforts for the club haven't gone unnoticed. And even when the world was crumbling around him when Dune were, were losing heavily in the uh, Limerick final last year against the Fierschick, he stood up strong. And going up against the likes of Peter Casey and the likes of Aaron Gillan week in, week out in the Limerick Championship will definitely do his confidence in the world of good. And as he goes into the senior setup, he's definitely capable of it. And as a fullback option, it's probably one place Limerick are lacking for real out and out fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I suppose. Um, if you could say that that that, that there's only card addition to the um to the um uh, to the squad, it, it, it would be Thomas Hayes, but he he's 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 there, he's there on merit. And another thing that you know is good about his inclusion is that you know we we, we tend to look at the academy doors that are um playing at minor and and uh, starring at minor and under 21 level and on under 20 level and that that's that's that, that's the pathway to to the, to the senior squad now it, uh, it as is thomas Hayes's case like thomas Hayes has took a different path in that was his his sterling performance and the consistency of his performances for doing so like that that holds out the hope for any club player out there Go out, do it with your club, do it on a consistent basis, and you will be noticed. So, like Thomas Hayes is certainly there on 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 merit. Like he is one of the reasons that 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 um, that that Dune have been knocking around at the county championship and winning a county title, so tantalisingly close. Um, in, in the last, I know they got a heavy defeat last year. You know, but that, they, they, they got to the final last year, in my opinion, slightly against the odds for the simple reason that they were down with injury. In that, you know, any any club cannot afford to lose the like of Richie English for the entire championship. And if that wasn't bad enough, like um, Darrow Donovan picked up an injury and, 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 and missed games. So, like, you know, it, it, it was a great performance on their part to get get to the county final. But the county final and beating the Piercy just proved a bridge too far. But, you know, I've said it before and I've said it, I'll say it again um, at, the, at the risk of being repetitive. Um, uh, is there any shame in being beaten by that in the Piercy team? I don't think there is. 
team for the ages. They're definitely a team for the ages, but that Dune team are, are coming strong. And look, we, we'll talk about Dune later on in the year when we get to the club championship, but they have some serious options. Another one they have is Barry Murphy, and he's back in the setup after a year away. And you know you're getting with Barry Murphy. He's an excellent, excellent forward. I was only saying to you during, the other day that in 2018, when Limerick finally got out of Division 1B or Division 2, or whatever it was called at the time, that Barry Murphy was central to that. And Graham Mulcahy is called up for the Munch Championship because you can't leave Graham Mulcahy out. But it just shows how close Barry Murphy was in 2018. And he won't need any introducing. He could slot in any week and you wouldn't, wouldn't bat an eyelid. He's a top quality player. And against Tip in the first round in 2018, when Limerick needed that goal, Barry Murphy pops up and gets it with a bat into the net. And if Limerick don't beat Tip Ray in the first round, it's highly likely that they don't go on and win All-Ireland. So Barry Murphy is a brilliant addition to the, to the side and it's, it's great to see him back. That's, it's fantastic to see Barry back. And... Um... Again, like um, he has, he has, he has found his way back again. If if you like through through the club route, <coughs> because he, he certainly his performances for Dune, um, he he was making it very very difficult to, to be overlooked, because um, like he he was in sparkling form for Dune, and of course you you talk about that crucial goal against uh, against um against Tipperary and it, 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 it was spectacularly taken and and the thing is that you know he he gives you another option in that 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 he is quite an accomplished free taker a very very good free taker so now I, I, all right I know we've Adam Gillan I know we have Tom Morrissey and um, but that's that's another that that's um you know it, it, it's another option in that department um which is crucial which is crucial and and with with the advantage rule going, um, for the most part in 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 the league, um, we're go, we're going to be confronted with with with, um, with more frees, which means that there's going to be greater importance and 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 um, greater pressure, I suppose, on on the shoulder of free takers. Yeah, definitely. And and just on that point there about more frees and sinvins and stuff. We were going to do a little chat about that, but we said we'd leave it until controversy reigns and hopefully it's an issue that we'll never have to go to. Hopefully it won't be a case like the VAR in the Premier League that every week it's it's the main focus. So hopefully the refs can can bat on the head straight away and, and we, it can make the game even better if at all possible. But I suppose going back to the yeah, game itself... Jack, Jack now, and, uh, you, 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 you know, um, it's unfair. I, I think it's unfair to, to, to put the pressure... On, on, on the referees, like all the referees can do is implement the diktats that are being handed from Croke Park. Now, we, 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 we saw the video that was going around with the explanatory um, uh, uh, piece on, 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 on the new rules and advantage rule. Now, if, if there's not going to be an advantage rule, there has to be more freeze. So there's going to be greater importance. Now, the sin bit. Like, I can see a lot of controversy about the sin bin, and it could be no fault of the referees. You know, John Kiley made the point in the week, so a long clearance out of defence, referees on, on, on the half of the field where the ball is coming out from, it drops in <coughs> inside the, 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 the 20-metre line, and an and infringement or an infraction, as they like to call it, um, occurs there. How does the referee make a decision from 40 or 50 yards? Yeah, you see, and and the hummers on the ditch, you know, those that are up in the ditch shouting, 
and um, the first thing they'll say, oh, sh so the referee isn't up with the play at all. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah, so I, 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 um, if, if, if you're waiting, Jack, as, as you said, that, 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 that we see controversy about the change in the rules, um, I suspect you won't be waiting too long. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'll be proved I'll be proved wrong in that regard. But just on the Sinbin thing, I hope you're wrong, but I don't think you will be. <laughs> For anyone that like wants a real in-depth insight into it, um, on the Examiner podcast, I think it was last week or even a fortnight ago, Anthony Daly had Fergal Horgan on the All Ireland referee from 2017, and he spoke brilliantly about it. And between Daly and T.J. Ryan and Mark Landers, they question him on every possible thing. And he, he answers every question brilliantly, eloquently. So for anyone that wants real in-depth insight into that, it was something I, I listened to through and through. I probably listened to it twice at this stage. It was excellent. But anyways, outside, and I know the pressure that's on refs, and I don't want to put any more pressure on them. We just want to see the game play and the game flow, and hopefully that's what we'll get on Saturday evening, the Gaelic Crowns. On Saturday... And that's what the, refer and that's what the referee is. And I, 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 I've been speaking to a referee in the last 48 hours, you know, and... Um, <coughs> is very, very, very worried about them, about the implementation of these rules at this point, you know, and the, the the advantage rule and this sin bin business and all that sort of stuff, you know. I know, but look, time, time, time will tell in that regard. Um, on Saturday, Matt, I, I, I just, I just shudder to think in the days of Tipperary and Hell's Kitchen, um, about the sin bin, you know. Look, looking back in the days, I suppose, you know, but ah, I, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Right. We, we will be talking about controversy on this sooner rather than later. It sounds like a man that, that's looking for controversy, but we'll leave that behind. Now. I certainly I, I not, but I, I don't see it as being avoidable, Jack. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Um, in the Gaelic rounds tomorrow, Matt, who is it a bigger game for? Obviously, Limerick are all Ireland champions, league champions, Munster champions. They have a huge target in their back, and when you are a champion, all you want to do is retain. But on the flip side, Tipperary were all champions in 2019 and had a, a really below par 2020. Like, obviously, both sides will want to go out and win this game. But with a truncated season, only eight weeks to the Munster Championship, which side will be fired up more, we'll say, tomorrow night? I, I think it I, I think it will probably be Tipperary. Um you know, they, they, they must be longing for a win over Limerick at this stage. Um, <coughs> Limerick were 20, 2018 and 2020 champions. Tipperary were 2019 champions. But like you, 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 you must remember that Limerick thumped Tipperary in the Munster final in 2019. Like they've beaten Tipperary in, in the last three meetings in the championship 2018. Um, Barry Murphy got the goal in 2019. And again, in the Monsoon conditions down in Cork in the Munster semi-final last year. So, um, like you know, Tipperary will Tipperary pride will drive them to be up for it. We beat them in the corresponding game in the league last year on, on their own patch in Tullis. And um, so, I, I I think it's it's really it's huge. It's more important for Tipperary. And and you know, I honestly believe that a rebuild of Tipperary probably starts here. Now, they have made minimal minimal changes to their panel in so far as that they, 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 they've brought in um, uh, they've brought in Owen Connolly, who's won two or 20 
an under 21 and an under 20 All Ireland medal. They've, they've brought in Alan Tynan from Munster from Munster Rugby. He, well, there was previously with Munster Rugby. Interesting to see make position um, from rugby back to Holland. Just like um, we were watching with interest, how Desi Hutchinson in Waterford would make the transition from rugby to back to Holland, and, and um, you, you, you'd have to you'd, you'd have to say very well, thank you very much. He did very well, um, <coughs> but. Tipperary, I, I thought last year um, that the difference between Tipperary in 20, 2019 and 2020 was that the big players in Tipperary didn't come anywhere near reaching their top forum last year. And I'm talking about Patrick Maher, to a lesser extent, Brendan Maher, even though he, he's entitled to be the slack in, in so far as the Boris Lee were involved in, in the in the club championship right up to the All-Ireland final. And then you had the, the, the issues with the Bonner being injured and being without him and this sort of a thing. Noel McGrath, who year in 2019, certainly never came near it in 2020, except in patches, Seamus Callanan, like a goal again, Callanan in 2019, like it, it, it wasn't repeated. So these are the big names, and these are the names that have big names. They're, they're big, mile, big hurling miles in the clock and have made a huge contribution, not just to Tipperary, but to the game of hurling. And certainly um, Tipperary, would, from, uh, from a pool and a talent point of view, must be in a very, very good position. 20... Um, 2018 Ireland under 21 champions, 2019 under 20 champions. So that, that, that there must be a huge pool of players there, and 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 the trick now is, and it'll be very very interesting to see um, the, the 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 Tipperary lineout. And 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 I'm hearing that there's a possibility that Seamus Callanan will miss out on this game. <coughs> um, that um, how many of the um, of these these up and coming players that 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 um, Liam Sheedy is prepared to use, and like it, it, it's coming to the stage now where the players that I mentioned, um, who have been the leaders on the team, um, Liam Sheedy has got to find leaders, and they've got to step up to the place. And um, you're talking about the Jason Fords of this world, uh, the Brian McGraths of this world, Ronan Maher, Paddy Cadell, Matt Kehoe. Jake Morris, um, these are the new guys on, 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 the, on the block. But those guys that have been there a few years um, need to help them along. The fellas like um, uh, John McGrath and, and, as I said, Jason Ford, Ronan Maher. These are going to be the new leaders of Tipperary, whether we like it or not, whether it's in 2021, it's certainly going to be in the next year or two. So, like, there's a certain element, I suppose, Having seen the Tipperary panel, panel, it's 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 not totally correct to say that they're in transition, but they're certainly heading into transition, and there's there's an element of transition going on going on in Tipperary. So I I, I think it's it, it, it's it's a huge game for them. Um, it's it's it, it's a much bigger game for them than than, than Limerick, and um, like they, they haven't won the league since what. Six, 15 or 16 years, or, or 13 years, I think, isn't it? 2008, was it? Yeah. We know when Kelly led him to win it. Yeah, I think, you know, so 
like um what better way like to build a new side and 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 make the changes or or you know um apply the surgery that was obviously needed last year than then 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 use a, a short sharp league campaign like this because like it's going to be straight into the in, into the championship yeah and I'm going to ask you a question now, and I suppose you, you went into the crystal crystal ball for the Limerick team during the week, and it was, it was a bit foggy. But if I was to ask you about the Tipperary team, these lads we mentioned, like the Canlans, the Matters, the McGraths, is it a case of you just rest them for the league and ask them to do six or seven weeks in a row, hopefully in the All-Ireland Championship? Or do you ask them to go to the well for 12, 13 weeks and see, can they give it one final year, or what's what would your thinking be on it? I would think it it would be the former option that you mentioned. That you the know, young I, 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 I think if the, the likes of the Norma Grass, the Parlick Mahal, Seamus Camlins, I, I I would imagine that they possibly will be used sparingly in, in the league. Um on, on the hope that, you know, and having one good real go at at at, at, at the championship. And in a year like this where we have five weeks of league and then probably uh, it'll be a fortnight or three weeks for Limerick and Tip because they're through the semi-final, is that a dangerous thing to do to maybe sacrifice the league in a way to blood players or do you need the league to build momentum because there isn't going to be much of a break between the spring competition and the summer competition? I think more than ever you need the league to build momentum at this stage. Uh, yeah. Because um, here, here to four, you'll be finishing the league at the end of April, and you possibly wouldn't be into the championship until June. The earliest, you know. Oh, sorry, what am I talking about? You'd be finishing it towards the end of March, hmm. and you wouldn't be going. In, you wouldn't be going into the June like that. The, the, there was a bigger lapse altogether, or a bigger gap altogether. Um, I, I honestly think the league has to be used um, to build a certain element of 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 of. Um, of um, momentum, but having said that, uh, as I said, if, if if people with a lot of hurling mileage on the clock, um, they will have to be used sparingly in the league because, you, you know, you look at the championship from a Limerick and a Tipperary perspective. Win four games, you're All Ireland champions. Mm. Once the semi final, final All Ireland semi final and the final. The pathway yeah. is short. The time is short. It is definitely short, but there is, as you as you said, a case for momentum to to be building into that. I suppose coming down to at the at the final whistle tomorrow, who do you see as the winners and why? I think Limerick will just about say it. Just about. Yeah, I think they will, and that's in the absence of seeing the Tipperary team. I think Limerick will just will just about say it. I think I think it will be a very very tight game. And the you know the, the the lads that John Kiley has brought in, they will be playing for places. They will be playing for places. No mm-hmm. doubt at all about it. You have the for instance, look at the incentive to stay for, for Barry Nash. Like um, Richie English is getting his jersey first day out. He has mm-hmm. to try and nail down a place, you know. So yeah. like you know, and it's going to strengthen the competition for places on on, on the Limerick squad. And like these guys, as we have seen, like um, they have been knocking at the door, and 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 now is their chance to put further pressure on 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 those that have the jerseys. Yeah, there's definitely huge pressure coming in from the bench. I think that's one thing that Limerick have that other teams don't have is that 
pressure coming from the bench and even from the extended squad. I think the the training games, if they're permitted, are as good as, as a, any game against any county for Limerick. But that's that's tomorrow's game. Uh, Limerick Tipperary, LIT Gaelic Grounds at half five, Saturday, May 8th. Um, it's on RTE. It's also on Air Sport. Um, that's the only game for this week that we'll be talking about next week. Obviously, the herders against Galway, the footballers against Tip, the, the junior Camogie side are against Mead. And I suppose we'll talk about the Camogie for a minute, Matt, because once again, it's making headlines and it, it's not for the reasons you want. Last year, it was the, the junior teams being pulled at the last hour. This year, it's going against the split season when it's working for everyone else. And just to give a bit of, um, a bit of clarity for people, they're wanting to play the, the league starting next week with the juniors and the seniors in action the following week. Then they want to go back to the club championship for the summertime and then return to your inter-county teams for a championship in the winter. And the players, the players don't agree with it, Matt. And it's a really messy situation in the build-up, having waited so long for games that we mightn't even have games now. Yeah, we may not have a league anyway, Jack. <clears throat> and, um, you, know, you know, I wonder if um, we have reached this, this this position. Like, we had the um, we had the situation of the junior uh, championship being pulled at the last... Well, being partly pulled at the last minute last year because um, it, it, it was pulled for the counties that had second teams. Um, those that had just one team, um, it went ahead. And I don't know how you, you, you could make that difference, but it, it, they did anyway. And the minor championship was was also pulled. And like that, that, there was the unseemly row that you know that took place in the aftermath of of of, of those two incidents. And you 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 you'd wonder what learning, if any, was was taken from it. I I, I probably think none. Like the the the, the roadmap that, that the um, that the um, Camogie Association published last year. You're right. Play the league back to the club championship and back to the um, to the um, um, in inter county championship. Um, like you know, I just wonder um, why the split season um, has been embraced and is good enough <coughs> for holding football and ladies football, and it's not good enough for the Camogie Association. Now, when they outlined the, 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 their blueprint for for the for the championship last year, the Kogi Association issued a statement, and um, it gave the reasons um, uh, why um, player welfare and all that sort of thing. And like there were laudable reasons, but uh, we under understand that from the from uh, as far back as the second of April. There was an understanding with the GPA that uh, that the that, that season would probably be run on the basis of the split season, like the other codes. Now, when this came out, a poll of the players, 84% of them have said that they will not participate in the league unless it, 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 it unless that the, the, the whole um, fixture strategy for the year reverts back to the split season. In other words, you play the league, you play the championship, and then you go into your club championship like the other courts. So that, that's where it's, it's resting at the moment. But uh, the Camogie Association have taken a week <coughs> to, um, to poll their different units as to how they feel about this. So we should know what the outcome of that is by Saturday or uh, sorry, by Sunday or Monday. But like the hope is that, 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 that you know, common sense will prevail 
and and that um, we, we, we're going to revert back to to the split season situation, and that the players will be back on board. Like it, it, it's so difficult at this point, as we speak at this remove for both management uh, managers, their management teams, their squads. You know, they're preparing. They're preparing for what? Mm. Like, if we're to prepare, if 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 if, if, if the original pro pro proposal is to prevail, and the players refuse to play in the league, county teams are preparing for a championship that may not take place till next October. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a very missed situation. And I suppose we talk about the Limerick senior hurlers, and it's only four months removed since they've played. But when you go to the Camogie team. It's almost a year since they were in action, like they were out like towards the end of last summer. It's a long, long time. And I was walking around Duel the other night and it was great to see the Camo or the junior and senior side training together. These girls have obviously waited an awful long time to get back and they, they don't know what they're playing for now, as you rightly said. But does it come back to the bigger issue of having the hurling football, ladies football and camogie under the one banner and everyone doing uh, the same thing essentially? It is, of course, you, you know, and there that, that, that has been a memorandum of agreement signed for that for a couple of years. And like, you know, things like this, hopefully, you know, if, if, if there is to be a good fallout from the like of this, is that it will hasten the day when all that, when all that will, will, will come about. Because like, we, we, we can see the ladies football striding ahead now of Camogie, 55,000 at the All-Ireland football final. Um, ladies football final fifty thousand last year, you know, and and see the growth of 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 um, of, of, of football. So there's no reason why Bogie can't replicate that, or or or, or 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 certainly close the gap now, which has become. And you must remember that ladies football on an organised basis is 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 in being less than forty years. Like, but you know, it's. It, it it has the biggest growth in this country at the moment, you know, and it, it it's been driven, you know, and and a fantastic job being done in 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 driving the sport. And I suppose Jack, you'd have to say to a certain degree that they have a good product. <coughs> Ladies football is a very 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 enjoyable game. Um, they have a good product, and 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 you know they're putting it out there and they're cashing in on it. And like you, you can see the emergence of, of of new ladies football clubs with with a new one in Chrome in the last twelve months. You know they 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 they're cropping up, and the game is spreading. So like I cannot you know and plus the fact that since this thing happened with the Camogie and I I, I it might probably only a coincidence, but like they 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 issued a firm statement like that. They're starting their championship in July. Yeah, there's no reason that the Camogie can't follow in, in the footsteps that the ladies football are doing and also the men's game. But if, when you're talking about a good, a good product, like ladies football is very enjoyable. It's, it's so is the Camogie. And all you want to see is, is these players getting rewards for the effort they're putting in. And if they've, they've voted that they want to play whenever they want to play, let them play then. Because at the end of the day, the players are the most important. But I said we just have to remain hopeful that common it's, sense will prevail. It's, it's such, it's such. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Look, the Camogie Association were pro are probably well intentioned. If you, if you read the, the, the reasons that they gave, they're, they're laudable. 
but but they just don't tell him what the players want. And yeah. this, this 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 is not player power I'm talking about. It's the players crying out for reason to prevail. Yeah, it, it's it's so far removed from player power, but it's just they're the ones that should be listened to. And as I said, hopefully this time next week we'll be able to look forward to the junior team going out against me. But and, again, and it's time will tell. If anybody is mistaken, they have a very good product as well, you know. Mm. Oh yeah. And we want to see <coughs> what we want to see is we want to see more of it. Yeah, and after such a, a long wait, that's all you want to, want to see. We're going to see less in twenty twenty one anyway. If if there's no league. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just we want to see games, especially every year you want to see games. We have such a long wait. Games is what you want to see. But moving on from the Komogi, we are going to get games from last year, which is a brilliant, brilliant um, revelation, really, from, from Limerick GA. And you've spoken at length about how well they did last year to get so many competitions run off. And three of the competitions that we, we got towards the end didn't quite get to the end was the Junior A Hurling Championship. Uh, the Premier Minor Football Championship and the uh, Minor A Football Championship. And we got an email during the week like that these games are going to go ahead. And it's excellent from Limerick GA to fit in these games with such a tight schedule. So, like, we have club games to look forward to while the, in, in June, which isn't that far away, really, with the way this year is going. So just run them through them. Uh, the Woodlands House Hotel County Junior A Hurling Championship semi-finals. Uh, they'll be both played on the 7th of June. Croke Kilfinney are playing Clahan in Kilmallock that evening, and Drumcolor Broadford are playing Patrick's Well in McNeville Park at seven o'clock, an hour after their game. Um, and then the winners will play in a final the following week in the Gaelic Round. So it's way, way overdue, but we have we have the chance to see the junior A teams finish. And it's brilliant for those teams involved that they're actually going to get a chance to play because the Junior A Hurling Championship is a brilliant competition. Uh, a brilliant, a brilliant competition now to was in its inaugural year um, being played on 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 um, an all county basis, and um, like there, there there were some fantastic games. Um, uh, when I reflect on the on the twenty twenty um, junior A championship, um, I, I I I really really are so so disappointed that you know it was behind closed doors because. I, I would, would think that, you know, that, that, that some of the games that were in there, um, by all accounts, um, that they, they were excellent, um, excellent exhibitions of hurling. And like we're down to four, Croak, um, Croak Kilfinney, um, who, 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 who's, whose presence in the semifinal doesn't surprise me. I had seen him in 2019, and I was hugely impressed with him, and I thought at that particular time, the 2019 was probably or slightly a year too soon for him, um, and that is that is how things have transpired. And they're, they're playing Clahan. How wonderful it is to see Clahan back! You know, uh, hopefully um, going 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 back up the levels because um, like they're the they're, they're the fallen giants. Like it's not too long ago since since. Um, Shahan were doing uh, a Limerick Senior Championship double. Was it as most, as recently as eighty six? If, if I'm correct, I think it was. And um, like they have already won the intermediate football, and um, possibly you know 
Um, it came under the radar a small bit in it. Now, it might have been knocking at the door for a couple of years, um, but they got over the line uh, last year. And uh, the, 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 the horrors, I think, have, have gone much the same path, a small bit under the radar. And, and um, like, but whatever way it is, it, 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 it's marvelous to see that there's a revival, um, that the decline has been arrested in Tahan, and that it is onwards and upwards. Same for Drum Bradford. Bradford were what relegated was it two years ago, so like um, it 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 it, it it's great it's great for them like great you know when we think about Drum Bradford in the present um climate we we all we always think of the big ball code and 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 what they, what they have done for football but there's a massive massive tradition of hurling in Drum Bradford, um you know of being 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 a hurling bastion. And and um, they they will no doubt be be you know hoping to get back up uh, again. And then Patrick's well, fair credit to Patrick's well. But <coughs> this this is a sign of you know Patrick's well, um, the work that's been done in Patrick's well at underage level, like 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 Napierce, that they can put out a second team that can compete so successfully and are gone into the in, into the, the, the semi-finals in the, in the quarterfinals. Um, they, they, they defeated um, Castletown Valley Grand, who were beaten in the county final last year. So, like, yeah. <coughs> their claim to fame or their claim to the title is something that can be taken lightly. And if you look down through it, like um, the, 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 the two um, football fixtures that, that, that you have flagged, your father, Casey's in Newcastle West, they'll be playing in Tournafall on the 25th of June in, in, in the final. And, and, um, in the Premier Final, and I suppose this is a meeting of the two sides, Jack. In fairness, that have dominated this competition for the last number of years, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, probably if you're to look at it, uh, um, the outcome or the benefit of it, it would look as if um, um, Newcastle West have benefited slightly better than Father Cases in that more of the players that were successful at underage level seem to have made the transition at Newcastle West. Than there have at Father Cases, um, but there are signs that Father Cases are getting there. Like they, 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 they tried four or five players in the senior championship last year. I didn't think any of them were out of place. Um, the type of players that you know could be in for um, a long innings in in the senior squad. So you know, um, uh, as I said, these two clubs are have dominated it, and then then in 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 the A final. Um, which is on also on the same night in Bluff, like you have you have a dare, like we all know about a dare football at this stage. Is yeah. is there any doubt yeah. whatsoever about it? Three senior titles in 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 four years, and this this is a spin off of it. And um, they they've already won a minor hurling, haven't they? So um, and they'll play Krakora uh, South Liberties, whom I'm sure. Um, you know, will feature one Cahill O'Neill probably if if he if he's so inclined for the big ball court. So very 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 interesting. But what's most important of all like, is um, the fact that we have games coming back. We have games to look forward to. Full credit again to to Limerick GAA. And sometimes I get knocked for saying it in this this medium, but Limerick GAA did a fantastic job 2018. In, in, in the in, in, in the way that 
uh, in the aftermath of the All Ireland final, that um, and Limerick winning, that they rearranged their fixtures, got them finished, and got um, got their teams, got their competitions finished in time for the Munster Club Championship. Full credit to Limerick GA in 2020 for the manner in which they used the 11 weeks at their disposal to maximise the number of games that they got played. Full, cre full credit to is it 13, is it 11 or 13 county finals around the country are unfinished? I'd be going towards more than that, at least 13. I'm, I'm talking about senior finals, Jackie. Oh, um, I think both codes there probably is that much, if not more, I'd say, Matt. Yeah, no, I, I think it's 13 that, that, that is unfinished. Now, those counties, now Cork is a huge county, as we know, they're, they're, they're one of the counties. <clears throat> there are counties that are, uh, that, that are much the same as Limerick in terms of numbers and in terms of clubs and some with less. They had the same 11 weeks that Limerick had. Hmm. No, you, you can't you can commend the Limerick uh, County Board for the work they've done enough um, to get all these games played. And look, teams are back training on Monday if they, if they so choose. Um, teams are allowed training in pods of 15, which is great to see. There's games with power for a lot of teams. Limerick are back in action tomorrow night. There seems to be kind of a, a tide turning here towards the GA. Um, next week, we'll be able to look back in the game for the first time this year. We'll have loads against the Florida. So thanks a million for input to well, Jack, well, Jack, I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not one bit biased here, and I'll apologize to nobody for saying it, Jack. But the, 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 the GAA's response, particularly Limerick, who led the way, um, to the COVID pandemic has been absolutely fantastic. The way that the, the way that they responded, the way that they approached it, the way that they, that, that, that they organized and helped and put their shoulder to the wheel in, in the darkest hours of the pandemic, full marks to the GA. Yeah, and I, we'll leave it on a, on a note like that. They've been exemplary and it's brilliant to see. And we'll be back next week to talk about a game and to look forward to loads more games. So thank you for tuning in and thank you, Matt. Thanks, Jack. The pressure in the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 